Like so many people throughout history, our time in Italy ended on the floor of the Colosseum. You're listening to Travel FOMO, a podcast for people self-diagnosed with Wonderlust. Thank you for listening to the Travel FOMO podcast. My name is Jamin Houghton, and I am here with my wife and mi amor, Hillary. Mi amor. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, guys. What's up? <laughs> we are in the middle of our Mediterranean Europe season, season seven of the Travel FOMO podcast. We have been going all throughout Spain, France, and Italy. We've had a bunch of stops in Italy, and this is the very last one of Italy. Yeah, and we were feeling it. We were like, oh, we do not want to leave Italy. Yes, even though we had been in Italy for longer than we had been anywhere else, Yeah. we did not want to go. Yeah. Just so, so much great. cool stuff. Yeah, for sure. But we got to do some things in Rome. We'd been to Rome before. Yes. And we got to do some things this time that were new and different. So that's fun. Yes. So our return to Rome, um, if you missed our first go around in Rome, uh, you can go back and catch that where we did a lot of different stuff uh, than we'll do today. But uh, we're talking about our return. We were only there for a couple of days uh, before we went on to Greece. So that is something that we were excited about. But our last stop in Rome uh, got off to a good start. Yeah. We came in on the train from Sorrento. Uh, which was nice. We enjoyed our time there. Loved it. So if Loved you, it. Yeah. If, if you missed that episode, you'll want to go back. Oh, my goodness. I, I honestly felt like I'd maybe never been to Italy until I'd been to the Amalfi Coast. So as we uh, recorded about the Amalfi Coast and went over the like the our YouTube video and all that stuff for the Amalfi Coast, you kept saying over and over again how much you want to go back. Is there any place that we went to on our gap year journey that you want to go back to more than you want to go back to Amalfi? Mm, probably Greece. Yeah. I did really love Greece too. Mm -hmm. um, Czech Republic. Switzerland. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to list all the countries <laughs> that we everywhere. went to. No. Um, I just loved it all so much. And then every time we stopped to really ponder different places just can't help it i just love it. it becomes top of the list so the, it's whatever we've talked about the most recent is clearly my favorite <laughs> no but the amalfi coast sincerely is it's different it is different I, yeah. there's a reason why people write books about it there's a reason why people have movies that are filmed there and yeah it's incredible yeah but today we're talking about rome also incredible yes yeah rome is a must-do if you're a traveler um i'm sure rome is either a place that you've been or is on your list uh, just because it's so great it is it lives up to the hype yeah and if you're lucky you'll stay in geppetto's house like we did <laughs> we did we did we got an air airbnb in the trastevere uh or trastevere district and uh, it looked like Geppetto's house. It was hilarious. And it had this little <laughs> loft where it was super hot. And that's where yeah. the bed was. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, they. I understand what they were trying to do. Like, it had really high ceilings. And so they were trying to make a little space yeah. and give you more of a second room. And they built this loft. But 
It made the bed hard to get into and out of. Yeah. You had to like climb this ladder. And the bed's just up there on a platform. So if you get up yeah, in the middle like of the plywood. night. Yeah. Like if you get up in the middle of the night and you take one step back from off the bed, you are also off the platform yeah. and like falling down into the room below. Yeah. I'm not very uh, graceful either. So imagine me like in the middle of the night, like it's, it's, uh, it's <laughs> not great. You know, the other thing that was really funny about this place is that um, there was this little window in the bathroom. You guys, this little window didn't even have glass on it. And so anybody who was walking outside, they could just like potentially look in, but definitely like just listen to whatever was going on in the bathroom. (laughs) And at one point I look over and like Jamin is just like peeking his eyes like through, like he just gone outside to see like, oh, check out this window. It was hilarious. Yeah, that, that window. And it was right above the toilet. And it was super small. Like, it was small enough, like, you could, like, probably put a glass through it. Yeah. Hold up a cup of coffee and put your hand through it, and that's about it. It was just a little hatch. I felt like it was there for you to, like, tap someone who was taking a poo. And just, like, <laughs> reach through and tap them on the head. But wasn't it really high? It was really high up, because I remember thinking, like, not everybody can look through that, I didn't think. Yeah. Interesting. It, okay. And it had, like, it had this really kind of strange stone shower that the bottom was just a funnel. Oh my goodness. And it so was you, the slickest, darkest shower. <laughs> you had to stand with your feet wide apart that in was order hilarious. to not like fall down the funnel into I don't know. I guess wherever Mario goes when he goes down the pipes. Yeah. But it was really steep. So you literally you're like standing in a funnel about like a I don't know, three foot wide funnel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Well, but funny. after we got checked in, we went out to explore the city. Um, We went to the Pantheon, Mm -hmm. which we, um, if you'll recall from our last time that we were in Rome, we tried to go and we went too early and couldn't get in. Yeah. So we went back to check it out. Um, Why don't you tell people what it is too? Remind me. So (laughs) it is currently a church. So one of only a handful of churches outside Vatican City that is run by the Vatican. So it is not under like the like the Roman uh, jurisdiction, like it's under Vatican jurisdiction, but it is an old temple. And so one of the oldest uh, remaining temples in Rome, uh, which obviously makes it one of the oldest churches in Rome, and it has a dome ceiling um, and these huge pillars and a hole like a, a skylight right in the very center that's just open open air and it's a huge huge building really cool a marvel of engineering and all the stuff in it every nook and cranny has something cool and interesting in it famous people are buried there and it's just a a must-see in rome and one that we tried to go to before but finally we're able to get inside yeah just Mm -hmm. for everyone's reference it's um actually really easy to get into um and so like it took us no time we went through the line really fast it will it could look like a big long line but it doesn't necessarily take long people move through that place quickly yeah the line was like backed way out into the street and i thought man we're going to be here forever but Got no right big in. deal, yeah. Right in and and then right outside of it are some little shopping places and stuff. And 
one of the things we got to do was go into a store that had a bunch of Italian leather things. <laughs> <laughs> and we bought some leather journals. Yeah. Like our friend Jeremy for your mom. Mm-hmm. And we got them these really cool Italian leather journals. And I just thought that was one of my favorite gifts to bring back for somebody. Yeah. Because, um, well, I love journals and I love uh, writing and stuff. But, um, but you know, you think of Italian leather and you're like, what can I bring somebody? Well, I can't afford to bring them back shoes and I can't bring them like this huge, cool bag. But a small little leather bound book, you can. Yeah. Good gift idea. That shop, it was all leather journals. I mean, it's basically like 99% of what they sold. Yeah. And so it, it smelled amazing in there. It did. And These were nice handcrafted stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was just was just super cool. Yeah. Uh, we went on and went to dinner at um, Oisteria Corsetti, nineteen twenty-one, uh, which was right around the, the corner from our Airbnb. Set out on the patio, um, and it was very apparent that we were finally back in Rome and able to eat the pasta cheesy. Italian-y dishes that we had been looking for throughout our journey in Italy. Okay, so when we came to Rome this time, we went to the Colosseum, which is a pretty big deal, and you'll Mm -hmm. hear about that later. But then we also had meals like this, cheesy pasta meals. Now, which one of those two things were you most excited about, Mr. Hoverton? Um, That's a tough call. I know. Maybe the cheesy pasta. <laughs> You're pretty excited. I was too, though. We were like, we we want some cheesy pasta now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like coming back to Rome, we knew for sure that we could get the things that we were wanting to get. Whereas other places we would go and find out like, oh, they don't really do that here. Yeah. It's more seafoody here or it's different here. Mm-hmm. This is this is a little strange, but in Rome like we knew like we've been before we know the score like, and you were like we were going back to certain rest a certain restaurant to make sure that yes. we get the cheesy pasta experience yeah 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 that's awesome um and that place is that's more we, we went to that later so we'll tell you about it but if you're like wanting to like really get the answers here, that's where you go. Or that's where Americans love is the place called That's Amore. After dinner, we went and got some gelato at uh, Otaleg, I, I think is how Otaleg? you say it. So I think we went there twice because it was right next to our Airbnb or right around the corner, you know? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. there's also a line of people that kept coming out and lining up. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, this is a good sign. This is a good sign. We're going to come here. The thing that I loved is that we were right next to a square and there was um, the first night I could tell they're about to set up for something. And then that second night we saw that like, oh yeah, they're like legit have an outdoor movie theater and you could just come for free. And that was like such a cool experience. Yeah, that was really cool. They were showing some kind of Jimmy Stewart movie, I think. I think it was Cary Grant, wasn't Cary it? Cary Grant, yep. It was Cary Grant and it was, I think it was in English yeah. with with mm-hmm. Italian subtitles for everybody. And I just was standing there thinking, this is, this is, 
this is what this is all about. This is so <laughs> incredible. So cool. People don't, people do that a little bit here. There are some things like that, but there's a energy that comes to like being outside in groups in Europe. Yeah. In Italy. Mm-hmm. And uh, you really felt it that night. Yeah. That, that was quite the scene with just people spread everywhere and all just sat with their own little groups with bottles of wine or gelato or this or that just sitting after a hot day in Rome with the sun down and it like kind of a cool breeze just hanging out and enjoying life and that that was a lot of fun mm-hmm. how tired were you the next morning when it was like we need to run Rome um I was pretty tired yeah but I was I was excited because we were going to run from our Airbnb. We're going to run through Rome to the Vatican. Mm-hmm. And I knew that we weren't going to go to the Vatican otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's cool. And it's it was also kind of touching base in another country. Yeah. And so it was a lot of like motivating factors to to get me out of bed. You but it was to, pretty tired. You got to run from one country to the next. <laughs> Yes. Is that what you were thinking? Yeah. Like, it, oh, that's neat. Like the opportunity to add another country to our list, even though, you know, we were just ran through it. Like we didn't really do anything there, but yeah, still we were in it. It counts. Yeah. I remember being there in the Vatican when I like, would you say, yeah, it was like St. Peter's Basilica. Mm-hmm. So it's in Vatican City. So in Vatican City, and I took a picture and I was like, this is so beautiful. And we were like walking through all the columns along the side, you know, and just kind of yeah. as it rounds around the basilica, the, the square and stuff. And um, and sent it to my cousin, John Mark, <laughs> who is yeah. a devout Catholic. And I just remember thinking, like, this is fun to get to share this with him. And he was like super pumped to to hear from us, you know, in another country. But then also um, it meant something to him. So that was that was neat. So shout out to John Mark. Yeah, that that was a lot of fun. And I, we got some good footage from it, too. That'll be on the YouTube video, mm-hmm. uh, especially like the bridge to Castle San Angelo. Mm. that's right outside the vatican city and um it's so photogenic yeah like just a lot of a lot of cool stuff so you want to go check that out if you can does the idea of traveling sound overwhelming to you perhaps you want to see the world but you just don't know where to start let hallie help working through travelmation hallie is a travel consultant who can take you wherever you want to go within the u.s or abroad As an authorized Disney vacation planner, she can find a family-friendly vacay that won't break the bank. Looking for something more luxurious? She's your girl. Or perhaps you need a walk on the wild side. Hallie books adventures too. Just reach out to Hallie by phone at 972-822-6315 or email her at h-a-l-l-i-e-n-a-r-r-a-m-o-r-e at travelmation.net. Call Holly to get your dream vacation plan today. That day we were we were pretty booked up because we had a combined tour of the Colosseum and the Roman Forum. That's right. Oh my goodness, you guys. The information we learned, which it I mean, it's just fascinating. The Colosseum, I think there's a reason when Gladiator came out 
how many years ago, 20 years ago, 25 <laughs> years ago. But there's a reason stuff like that really resonates with people because it blows our mind that it was actually happening. Yeah. That it was real and that people watched. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, that it's also fascinating. But one thing that I thought was interesting is just the process of getting to the Coliseum is a little bit easier now than it may have been if you had visited, um, I don't know, like 10 years ago. It's a little bit different now because now they have, um, it's a new subway line, Line C, and it gets people a little closer. And I thought this was fascinating. Digging that subway line was such a big deal. It took 25 years (laughs) because in Italy, there are so many archaeological finds that if if you're digging anywhere in Rome, like you're going to find, you could find remains, you might find something that is of historical value. So there's all this reasons why it takes a really long time because then they have to really thoughtfully, you know, uncover that stuff. Oh, I just think that's so fascinating. They, they have a lot of respect for the history that they find underground. And um, ironically, the Colosseum itself did not take 25 years. It took eight to build the Colosseum, <laughs> which is really funny, especially way back then. Um, and so I just think that's like a really interesting um, thing to compare. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, one of the other things I didn't know is that there are 80 different arches, eight zero, 80 different arches that go all the way around the Colosseum. And each one of those was like an entrance, mm-hmm. which I think is really kind of fascinating i don't think i knew that and that's certainly not how we enter the coliseum today you know there's like right very select um entrance points today but yeah 80 different entrances because everybody showed up yeah it would it would have been amazing to see especially like one once something ended just people like flooding out of every archway just all 80 archways like as the stadium were empty I can't imagine what that what that must have looked like oh, back in the day. A, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a fun visual. Um, okay, so they did two types of shows. I'm just gonna like throw out some little some tidbits of information <laughs> that we learned on our tour, which was a really good tour. This mm-hmm. was like a paid tour we got via um, probably TripAdvisor. I think I so. Yeah, remember. I think TripAdvisor. We did came. schedule it a little late. I think we were already in Italy by the time we booked this one. Yeah. So um, you could probably get some that are a little bit more customized. But we knew we wanted to do the Colosseum. We knew we wanted to do the Roman Forum. We were able to get them both in one tour. The catch was we couldn't get them to be early in the day when it was going to be cool. (laughs) So (laughs) we did everything we tell you about. We were listening to these facts under the hot Roman sun. So um, so the Coliseum was used for two different types of shows. They did hunting games um, that were usually in the morning, and that was usually like a man versus an animal. Um, so a man hunting an animal. Then there were gladiator games in the afternoon, and those were usually gladiator on gladiator. And um, so you can kind of think, it as, think of it as like the people who were really skilled at fighting. That was kind of like their premier thing that happened in the afternoon. Um, the losing gladiator could always ask for grace from the person paying for the game. So whoever had, I guess, paid for this to happen 
which is kind of crazy to think about. This almost yeah. paying for the show, but he could turn to them and ask for his life to be spared. Um, which I don't think I knew that necessarily. Um, that there's a chance you could live. Um, and they did save the gladiators most of the time because the gladiators gladiators were expensive and they were popular characters. Society liked them. Um, the people liked them. It was more important to keep the citizens happy. And so that was um, something they considered in whether or not they saved somebody's life. Um, also, people could watch for free and they could eat and drink for free. And that's kind of crazy to think about too that they this really was um a political move to keep rome happy right that that is insane if you think about like entertainment especially in america like we do all kinds of stuff for entertainment that everything costs yeah and this was completely free if you could imagine like getting into an nfl game where all of your favorite players played and you got in for free and you ate and drank for free. Right. That's just insane. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> yeah, true. But it was very gory. Yes. As we know. Yeah. Um, people died. Animals died. 5,000 animals died. Um, I don't actually remember them saying how many um, people actually died. Something that a lot of people don't know is the... Colosseum was actually had a lot of marble on it originally and it eventually was taken off of there to build churches they basically recycled the marble isn't that crazy it's such an interesting building now it's the way it is mm -hmm. but I can't imagine what it looked like covered in marble right yeah exactly that just had to be just absolutely Psych. amazing yeah there's this quote that i that i wrote down that um they they would use they used to say that the city of sinners was destroyed by the city of popes so <laughs> the church came in and took all of that and turned it into something um for the good of the church yeah i just thought that was really interesting um they did have it was very segmented whenever you think about um, the different social classes. So if you were of a lower socioeconomic status, you were going to be sent to the top and you would have the nosebleed section. And um, a lot of women were up there and um, there was probably no seating up there. It's probably a lot of standing. Um, but you would come because it's free. You get to come. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think, I don't know that I would enjoy that, <laughs> but from that far up, like, can you even see, like, it probably doesn't feel like reality to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. It, you know, you hear people talk about it with sports stadiums now of like, would you rather go to a game and sit way up in the, in the bleachers and barely be able to see the game? Or would you rather like watch it on TV and I think it's probably that same thing of like being there and being in that atmosphere. Right. And hearing the crowd and, and all like, even if you can't see it that well, it still had to just be electric to, to be in the building. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then something I thought was really interesting is that like the place that they made for the Emperor to watch the show um, was never in the sun it was like the best seat of the house obviously mm -hmm. but one thing that made it the best seat of the house is that 
it never faced east or west. It didn't have to deal with the sun shining in his eyes all the time. So he always had the best seat and he could watch the show all day long. And later on, they've actually, you can see now, they put up a cross where the emperor used to sit. Um, I just think it's fascinating that how thoughtful they were about where to put the prime seat and what makes a prime seat prime. You know? Right. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. It uh, it's amazing too, just the stuff that that they used to do in there. You know, they would flood the arena floor yeah. and have like boats and things on it. Um, they had elevators in there, and so they would be in the middle of these games going on, and out of an elevator, it would just like pop open in the middle of the floor and boom, there's other gladiators or an animal of some kind or something that would just like almost appear out of nowhere in the middle of the arena floor. That's wild. You yeah. just feel like you had no, you don't even know what the obstacle, it's like being an obstacle obstacle course, but you don't even know what your obstacles are. Yeah. And the, the people watching had to think that it was some kind of magic that <laughs> yeah, just, you point. know, I mean, you would have never, you wouldn't be able to conceptualize something like that yeah just a trap door opening and all of a sudden now there's a tiger in the middle of yeah the like that that just had to freak people out i would think yeah i mean if anything you'd come to the show to see the magic yeah of all that happening yeah well and um we got to see some of those elevators we didn't get to get really close but we got down on the floor mm-hmm. or um yeah really close to the to the actual floor yeah well um, we got on the like the actual floor and so we just didn't get down into the underground system. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which the underground system was, if you kind of stop and think about what it was like, they were telling us it's really dark. There's not a lot of light coming in down there. Mm-hmm. Um, incredibly smelly because you've got, if you can imagine, death down there. You've yeah. got um, some sweaty gladiators and survivors. Um, you have caged animals and all of their excrements, um, slaves, all kinds of things. And then to make matters worse, you're down there in the dark and you can hear people screaming up on the stage for lack of better terms. Yeah. You can hear people dying and you can hear the ro- the roar of the crowd loving it. Right. Um, which to me would be, it's kind of like everybody's worst nightmare mm-hmm. to be tortured with a ton of people seeing you and nobody helping you. Yeah. Yeah. You had to be thinking if you were down there and about to go up, it had to be in your mind that all of these people want to see me die. Yeah. And I, and it just had to be terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. When they, there was room for like 70,000 people to be in there to watch the games. That's a lot of people. That's a ton of How people. How does that compare to like stadiums today? Do you know? Um, I mean, that's bigger than a lot of stadiums, but not, not the biggest, but that's a, that's a pretty good size stadium. Yeah. Like a, an NFL or a college stadium like that's that's around that Mm -hmm. that size yeah do you remember them saying 
that the gladiators weren't exactly Russell Crowe on his best day in his gladiator <laughs> uniform. And with, there's no 300 looking people out there. They were like the Danny DeVitos of Italy. Yeah, I, I do think that that was really interesting that they like gladiators would intentionally put on weight basically to protect their organs. Wow, that's crazy. I so don't remember if, that. If they were to get stabbed or cut, that it would, hopefully wouldn't pierce anything vital. Yeah. And they'd be able to get patched up and, and fight again. When you think of it, you do think of like the 300 uh-huh. and all these Spartans and these good looking guys. But no, it was uh, it was not Russell Crowe when he was in Gladiator, but it was Russell Crowe like now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. And then um, the other thing I thought was really interesting is that the Colosseum, that term alone, it comes from uh, the word colossal, meaning a colossal, huge place. Yeah. What did you think of the Roman Forum? We had really been looking forward to that as well. Yes. And uh, this tour, like after we got done with the Colosseum, that actually takes you into uh, the Forum. So we went to the... Palatine Hill uh, where the emperor's palaces were and where they ruled from and um, we got to see a lot of that and and actually go down into the forum itself so this you got a lot of access for the price of this tour there was just so many fascinating things Um, Mm -hmm. they they talked about the emperor uh, Demiton and uh, he was a really bad emperor and he was super paranoid that the senators would like kill him in his palace and he it turns out that he had a good reason he was killed by the senators in his palace but uh, his paranoia led him to cover his palace in marble so that he could see all so that everything would be reflected all around him and no one could like theoretically like sneak up on him, which I thought was, was kind of fascinating. And, um, just the way that, that the city must've looked back then the forum, how it had to appear. And it's all just kind of ruins now. And most of it, most of the marble was stripped from it, uh, to build churches and things like that. But it had to be, just this amazing thing back in the back in the Roman times and we would walk through the arches that they would build for their different victories and seeing those and just imagining those parades of when uh, a Roman emperor would come back from some kind of conquest and parade through the city trying to imagine what that would have been like is is just yeah. mind blowing. They did. They did talk a lot about those parades, like coming back, the parades that, of them coming back into the city when they would after winning a war or something like that, and that uh, that was such a big deal. And yeah. I remember the forum being really important to us, and we were both standing there listening to her talk, and we were like, "This is important. We care about this so much. We've wanted to come." here and spend time in the Roman Forum for so long but we're so hot (laughs) it is a thousand degrees and I can't hear a word she is saying and people are dropping like flies 
because it is so hot and it is late June, I think, yeah. by that time. Mm-hmm. And we were just dying. It was incredibly hot. And I've I've never been on a tour like that where people just started to drop off. Yeah, they just started like tapping out. But like, like, no kidding. I think we probably started with like, what, 25 people. And by the time that we like the tour concluded which i think she cut it short and let everybody go like a little bit quicker than they typically do because like it was so hot and unbearable i think there were probably like 10 people left it was yeah we were and we were holding out to the bitter end and we were like we really want this to be over with yeah It, it made me feel bad because i was like i have like i worked so hard to get here Right. And be a part of this tour. And we spent a lot of money. We didn't spend a lot of money on tours usually. But you and I, in this instance, we were like, we're going to spend some money on this. And I was just bummed that it was so hot. So note to listeners, <laughs> if you're <laughs> going to be going to Italy just in the summertime, just remember how hot it gets. And that you, if you, there's something you really want to enjoy maybe consider doing it at the beginning of the day or the end of the day yeah and try to miss the heat of the day I I was the same way I was really excited too because the tour ended in in the forum so we we met at a place walked to the to the Coliseum through that and then throughout the forum and then ended in the forum and you were obviously inside and had your ticket and so you were free to walk around the forum and I was really excited to like okay this tour and and then I'll still get to walk around the forum for a while but it was so hot mm-hmm. so unbearable that by the time the tour ended I was like I just want to I just want to get out of here like I we have to find some shade yeah and some water and cool off a little bit like, <laughs> yeah this is just brutal yeah it was it was pretty rough but um we did end up finding some dinner that evening Mm -hmm. and making the most of our day yes um which was dinner again in our district where we were staying trustavery district um and i think the place we ate at that night was rione 13 and rione 13 i think so yeah that's how you'd say that and it had gorgeous vibes on the inside but we actually sat outside again on the patio because Mm. it was movie night (laughs) and i could see everyone out there getting ready for the outdoor movie in like that small little square and so afterwards we went and got gelato again like we mentioned and the next morning we got up and went to the coliseum again yes photos because the sun had been so harsh during the day it really felt like we wanted an opportunity for some legit photos yeah we got up early went to the coliseum took some photos we actually checked out of our airbnb and took our bags to a little storage facility because we were catching a plane but not till later that evening so we kind of had a day to make of it and uh, we went after the Coliseum. We went to the Circus Maximus, uh, back to the Trevi Fountain. Yes. To see it again. Do you want to talk about that? Um. Well, I mean, it's just it's not that great of a story. It's just <laughs> we were there at the Trevi Fountain, and you were like, "Hey, I bet that you can't find." 
the Airbnb that we stayed in the last time we were in Rome, which was close to the Treve Fountain. And I was like, well, actually, I think I could. And so you were like, well, I'll video you and we'll see if you can find it. <laughs> and I walked straight to it. You did. It was wild. You guys, <laughs> it had been two years, three, three years? years. Yeah, three, three years. years since we'd last been in Rome. And he could leave the Treve Fountain and go straight to the old Airbnb that we stayed at one time. <laughs> it was wild. <laughs> Uh, that that is your memory. What why why do you think it is that your brain remembers things like that? I don't know. I think I'm I'm pretty good with direction most of the time, and I think I think I just latch on to that and can kind of remember like okay I've been here before. I think I can make it back, and I I really don't I really don't know. It's so curious to me because I let go of any information as soon as I can. <laughs> As soon as I don't need it anymore. And it feels like such a like, uh, like such a life, um, I, I, I don't want to say life giving, but such like a way of sustaining yourself. Like this keeps me safe. I know. And I remember these things. And mm. so it's so interesting because I'm like, I let go of those things and like <laughs> I don't need those things anymore and so the fact that you're able to hold on to them is is pretty crazy well and then we had to run an errand because you needed a coffee maker I sure did you guys if you've seen some of these videos about Italy you know that every place we go to pretty much there's this little billetti coffee maker it's like a little percolator a little silver percolator that you put on top of the stove to make your ex shots of espresso in and um i have mastered this art and i was really pumped and so i was like i have to get one of those to take home and so right now we are sitting here in airstream and we are recording this podcast episode and i'm looking over at this little italian coffee maker that i bought on the streets of Rome. And you've gotten a lot of use out of it. Like you use it a lot. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And there's just me. So it's, you know, it makes really just like one shot of espresso or maybe two. And so, um, I, it's, that's about all I need and you don't drink coffee. <laughs> so it kind of works out. I just like get it going every morning and I have thoroughly enjoyed it. And I just love that it reminds me. I love buying things that remind you of great places and experiences yeah. Yeah. and so um and then the fact that i get to use it every day is even better than if it was something i was gonna like pack away you know or i feel like sometimes we buy souvenirs that are totally pointless right and yeah. i love buying things that i'm gonna wear or use and so that's an, another reason why i thought that was a fun one yeah i agree it, it's so much better to have something like that than a little trinket or, or something yes after you got your little espresso maker, we realized that we had an opportunity to eat one more meal in Rome. And so we went for lunch to that's Amore. The one meal you really knew you were going to get in Rome. You're like, if all else fails, I'm getting that's Amore. Yeah. Yeah. So had to, we had to go back. We went for lunch. I had the couch, the couch Pepe. And uh, you had ravioli, right? 
It was amazing. Yeah. We can talk about that if you want, but <laughs> all people really need to know is that it was amazing. But the meat, the Migli Fiore, I think I'm saying that right, the dessert that we had was not the same. We had yeah. it last time and it was awesome. And this time they mixed it all up and they turned it into a pudding. And I was like, what? <laughs> this is totally different. And you can tell it's like there are elements of it that are the same. But absolutely not. This one would be much easier to make, so I can see why they did it. Yeah. But the other one was like this layers and layers and layers and layers of like flakiness. And that's what I thought I was ordering. <laughs> but. Yeah, the uh, the dessert was a little different. Um, but uh, so we missed out there. But the pasta was amazing. Uh, service was good. Like it was still a cool place. Really close to the Trevia Fountain. If you want to go check it out uh, for yourself. Then we went to Spanish Steps. Oh, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, we threw that in here. I didn't even remember. <laughs> went to see the Spanish Steps. Uh, then back to uh, our Airbnb area to pick up our bags from the luggage storage. And then we walked for what felt like forever to get to a train station where we could use our URL pass to get us to the airport. I know. Just because we were like, uh, we don't want to buy like a subway pass just right. to get to another train stop that's really not so far away. Yeah. So we're like, we'll just walk. And then like it felt like a really long walk. You guys, Rome is big. Yes. When you is. look at Rome on a map, it's all, it's kind of, can be hard to know how big a place is. You go to Cinque Terre, it's tiny, tiny, tiny. You go to Rome. And it is, like, massive. Like, yeah. I mean, getting from place to place just takes forever. And I think last time we were there, we actually did more on the subway, I feel like. We definitely did in Milan. And I feel like we may have uh, done that in, in Rome as well. But, man, it's a lot of ground to cover. It is, yeah. So yeah. just keep that in mind. But we found the free place to get on the train yeah. and that was important to us and because we were headed to the airport because we were going to athens headed to greece i can't believe that we're about to talk about going to greece that's next <laughs> week oh my goodness some things i just you know one time i watched sisterhood of the traveling pants <laughs> oh gosh. and i was like i'm going to greece then I watched Mamma Mia and I was like, hills to the yeah, guys, <laughs> I'm going to Greece. And it has been on the list for 20 years, probably. So mm, I can't wait to talk about it. It's so fun. That, uh, that will be a lot of fun. We do have a lot of adventures. We go to Athens and then several of the islands. We went island hopping. So we've got a lot to tell you. And a lot Greece. of people... Yeah, a lot of people like the islands. It gets them really excited, and it did mm -hmm. me too. But you and I were blown away by Athens. Athens was really cool. Absolutely underrated. One of the most underrated cities that we came to. I would say yeah. Lyon, Athens, um, San Sebastian are just some that it's like, nobody's talking about this. Why aren't people talking about these? These are great places. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Athens was, was a whole nother level. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it was sad to leave Rome, but 
it's always fun to have something to look forward to. And if you are in Rome um, and you want to check some cool stuff out, um, stuff that we did before, but not necessarily this time, uh, the Vatican, uh, there's some great tours. I would recommend paying for the private tour of St. Peter's Basilica, the Sistine Chapel, um, those were amazing things. You can go hear us talk about them in the, in our previous Rome episode. Uh, we also had been to St. Peter's prison, Castle St. Angelo's one that we haven't done yet. There's just so much there. So yeah. many cool things in Rome. Yeah. How do you feel like Rome was different for you the second time around? Um, I felt like because we had done, we had done so much the first time that this time wasn't as hectic or frantic. And I, I feel like you're kind of able to take it in a little more the second time mm -hmm. because the first time you're just so mind blown and you're just looking around going, I can't believe this. I can't believe I, I can't believe this. And the second time you are able to kind of soak it in and get that, that feeling of Rome, you know, that like sit on a patio and drink an Aperol spritz and be Roman for a day. What about you? What what do you feel like stuck out to you the like going back to Rome? Um, I would say it's more lovable every time you go. Yeah. I feel like it feels more like a place that's familiar and um fun rather than a place you have to conquer mm. or a list of to do's. Yeah. It becomes and, and it's I'm sure it's like that with every city. It becomes a place that feels like a little more friendly and a little bit more, um, yeah. I think you said it well when you said you can soak it in better. Yeah. Well, that wraps up Rome. But before we go, we do want to let you know about a few things. Uh, first, our social media. Uh, if you want to actually put eyes on some of the stuff that we're talking about here, we'll be posting everywhere that we are, which is TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, obviously, we have our YouTube videos that go along with these episodes. So you'll want to go check that out for yourself. Um, we are in all those places at Travel FOMO Podcast. And we would love for you to reach out to us, guys. Uh, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your own travel stories. And so we set up an email account so you can reach out to us directly. Send us your, tr your travel stories at travelfomopodcast at gmail.com. That's travel, F-O-M-O, podcast at gmail.com. Because, I mean... Let's be honest. How many of you guys have been to Rome? Or how many of you guys are going and you're about to hop on a plane and you've downloaded all these podcasts about Rome? Okay, whenever you come back, send us an email. You can just type up a story that you want to share with us or you can actually record your voice on your phone just like I'm doing right now. <laughs> and then just send us the voice memo attached it in your email. And it's a really fun way for us to um, not only share your story, but actually share your energy and your voice right here on the podcast. So that's my pitch. Guys, that's all I got. <laughs> Send us something. We want, to, we want to share it. Send us something. That's right. Okay, guys, go out there. Plan a trip to Italy. Plan a trip to Rome. For sure. Life is short. Wonder well. <laughs> <laughs>